bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, what's more kind than barbecue season? And we are right in it now. So fire up those grills and let's get started. Jamie Provience is our guest today. And Jamie is Weber's grill master and teacher for 20 years. He's author of the new cookbook, Weber's Ultimate Grilling, two years in the making. And it's already a number one bestseller on Amazon. It was just released yesterday. Jamie is a New York Times bestselling cookbook author. He is a James Beard Award nominee, as well as a world-renowned grilling expert, and we're very thrilled to have Jamie with us today. So thanks, Jamie, for coming on, and congratulations already on the success of the book. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be with you, Lori. You must have the best job in the entire world. How many people covet your job? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. You can't really even call it a job. I mean, I'm outside barbecuing all day long, pretty much every day. Uh, it's the stuff that most people do for fun on the weekends, but I do it throughout the, the week and throughout the year. I'm very fortunate, no doubt about it. How did you come up and, and Weber come up with this book, The Ultimate Grilling, because it's a step-by-step guide. There's a lot of technique, and I know that everybody's wanting to learn more technique. Uh, when, when we start posting shows, uh, especially barbecue gr- and grilling shows, people, the, the, the same things come up again. A lot of it's about technique. A lot of it's about everybody seems to be doing brisket now. Brisket's very hot. Reverse Fear is very hot, and, and those are topics that are very timely that, that you cover in, in the Ultimate Grilling book. Right. Well, as you said in the intro, I've been doing this for a while, writing books and teaching a lot of classes and just interacting with grillers, and people love recipes, but they love techniques even more. Everyone wants that little edge, you know, that little maneuver that they make in the middle of the recipe that just makes it turn out even better. So with this book, Weber's Ultimate Grilling, the goal was to just pack it with as much technique uh, and tips as possible, and not just in the written word. I mean, we're in a visual uh, time now, right, with uh, Instagram and social media and all that. So, uh, and it's true that you just you learn a lot more by seeing it. So instead of writing recipes, we almost filmed them. So if you look through the book, it's almost like looking at a film strip, and we just pulled out the most important moments of each recipe. And that's when I think people can learn the most, when they can actually see the technique in action. So it was just noticing what people wanted and then delivering it. And and that you did. There's over 750 photos. So like you said, it's just jam-packed with actually seeing. Because a lot of times when when people are reading it, they're not quite getting uh, the full view of how it's supposed to look as they're doing it. And this is really a step-by-step visual of of how to perform that technique and how it probably look at 
at the end of it, but it also applies. It's not just um, to gas or propane. You also cover, I mean, it's really a book for everybody. It's for charcoal. It's for smoking. It's for if you have a propane or if you have uh, natural gas. I mean, you're really talking to everybody in, in this book and with these techniques. Yeah, everybody who's interested in cooking outside, um, regardless of the kind of grill you have. Um, at the front of the book, I talk about the, the real fundamentals, uh, the, what I call the four T's, and they are temperature, time, techniques, and tools. And in terms of temperature, you know, it doesn't really matter what sort of equipment you use to get that temperature. It's just important that you're at the right temperature. You know, if you're doing brisket, it's obviously a very different temperature than if you're doing probably pork shoulder or uh, whole chicken or salmon fillets. Um, if you can get your grill up to that temperature and hold it there, then you've knocked off one of those four T's. And then, of course, there's the timing and the techniques and the tools. That's my little checklist, you know, because I feel like people, sometimes they get distracted when they're grilling. There's all sorts of things happening. People are milling around. You know, cocktails are flowing. Music is playing. Conversations are going on. And sometimes people just kind of wing it at the grill, right? If you've been to those kind of parties, well, we'll just sort of cook it until it looks done and <laughs> hope for the best. And that approach doesn't often end very well. So I just try to remind people, think about the four T's. Get your temperature right. Time the food correctly. Use the technique that's going to elevate the taste. And then if you have the right tools, you know, that's going to help the whole process along. So I hope that's helpful to those beginners and intermediates and advanced grillers. Well, yes, and, and the book applies wherever a, a griller is in that stage, whether they're a beginning griller or they're an advanced, there's something for everybody. Well, right, um, and I think sometimes even advanced grillers want to do things really simply, um, and sometimes beginning grillers want to try something a little bit more advanced. So with each sort of major category, let's say, you know, steak, always a popular item, there's just a straight up, you know, just put it on the grill, turn it once or twice, maybe serve it with a nice little butter. There's one with a uh, roasted garlic gorgonzola butter that's really, really good. But then if you want to try some different techniques, say, uh, how about making a board sauce instead? It's actually very simple, but it's, it's a little bit new for a lot of people, which is where you actually take raw ingredients and put them down on your cutting board. So I'm talking about like shallots and some herbs and some chopped capers and a little bit of oil, a little bit of vinegar. And you take your grilled steak and you put it on that cutting board on top of those ingredients and pretty much just turn the steak back and forth and it coats the outside of the steak or the slices of the steak if you've, if you've sliced it already and just creates this sort of instant sauce from your cutting board. So that's kind of a fun technique for, for beginners, maybe intermediate, intermediate grillers to try. And then, as you mentioned, nowadays the reverse sear is really popular. So there's a recipe in there that shows you exactly how to do it. You know, it's one thing to read about it. It sounds like a cool technique, but you really need to see what the steak looks like at various stages along the way and how the fire looks at various stages. That's, I think, the critical difference between a lot of books and this one. Here you can, you can see it and replicate it, and then you get the best possible results. Absolutely, absolutely. And can, can you explain to people a little bit about what reverse sear is and what it does and why it's becoming so popular? Sure. 
It is a technique that is designed mostly to give you the widest swath of rosy red meat from top and bottom on a steak, right? And if you cut into a steak, typically, you see the top and the bottom is overcooked. It's just the price we pay for putting it over heat. <laughs> um, and if it's, if it's been over direct heat for too long, there's a band of gray meat all the way around that uh, is this overcooked meat, which <clears throat> is, is okay if it's not too, too big. So the reverse sear minimizes that band. So instead of searing the steak entirely over direct heat, what you do is you slow roast it over very low indirect heat for 20, 30 minutes, depending upon the thickness of the steak. You bring it up to about an internal temperature of 100 degrees. Now you really haven't overcooked the outside. You've just sort of slowly cooked the entire steak. At that point, you can take the steak off, which is kind of a convenient thing if you're having a party and you want to just grill at the last minute. Or you can take it off just for a couple minutes, rearrange your fire so you get it raging hot, and then uh, just for the last minute or so, you sear it to get a little bit of, of crust and caramelization on the outside. Not so much that you overcook that, but just so you get some, some good color and flavor. And it really does work. I mean, you cut into that thing after you've let it rest. I want to stress that. You cut into it, and it's just pink from edge to edge, um, nice and juicy and, and really kind of optimal steak. It's the way that restaurants have done it for years, um, not all restaurants, but some restaurants. And so we've just sort of taken it to the backyard and uh, – um, it, it's worth trying. It, it really is. Um, if you like a juicy steak and who doesn't? Exactly. And, and it, it really is. I, I had my first done by someone in, in the backyard probably a month or so ago. And I mean, it's night and day and I can really understand why people are talking about it and why people want to learn about it and why people want to do it. And you lead us through that in that book. So if you've out there and you've heard about the reverse sear and you wanted to know how to do it or how it looks or how difficult it is, really isn't that difficult. Like Jamie said, um, he has it all laid out for you in Weber's Ultimate Grilling, which Weber we know is an iconic name in grilling. They've been around since, like, what is it, 1952. If I ever right. walk into someone's backyard or on their deck and they have a Weber, I know right away. I, I take note. It's like having a Mercedes in the driveway. I mean, you just <laughs> take note. It's like this person is taking their grilling seriously. They may not be the best griller, but they want to be. Somewhere in there, they've started with, when you talk about tools, a really great tool um, being Weber, who's just been part of our fabric, especially here in America, for generations. You're so right. You know, when that original kettle came out in 1952, it was a real oddity. Uh, at that time, there wasn't anything like it, and people thought, what is this, you know, spaceship doing in people's backyards? But there's something about the shape of that grill and the way that it conducts heat and the results that you get with the food that obviously it became incredibly popular, and now it is a real American staple uh, in America, even throughout the world. It really represents, you know, the good old USA worldwide. Weber has grown tremendously, just based upon that that kettle grill that uh, 
is actually an old buoy that was cut in half. I don't know if you ever heard the old story of how the original kettle got started, but it was sort of by accident, uh, and it just turned out to work better than anything that could have been designed, you know, from scratch. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Well, it's um, a name that is a leader and is known, like you said, all around the world, and especially here in the United States. And you've had such a long relationship with Weber and teaching for them and uh, designing these cookbooks and imagining these, these cookbooks. And how do you stay um, excited or, or h- how do you inspire yourself after all of this time? <laughs> well, I love to eat. <laughs> I love to eat really well. <laughs> Um, and I love to cook I love to grill and so that never goes away you know wake up every morning I still got that appetite and so I go out into the world and I'm always kind of thinking through the the lens of a grill if you will so I'll go out to dinner and maybe at a restaurant I did this a couple nights ago where I'll have a nice soup, let's say like a asparagus soup with some pine nuts on it, um, a little bit of creme fraps perhaps. And I'll think, wow, I really like these flavors together. What could I do on the grill that would play with those flavors as well? So I might grill the asparagus. I might toast the pine nuts and, you know, make a little vinaigrette with them and serve a little lemon, maybe put something, something creamy on there as well, like the creme fraiche. For me, that's that's just play. You know, I, I love to do that, and it never really fades. It actually gets stronger over time because, you know, as I get more skilled at the grill, it's like more possibilities open up, and then it becomes more fun. So it almost, you know, builds momentum. Mm-hmm. Well, asparagus is, is something that's very popular, and you cover that in, in the cookbook, and you have a section um, all the way through the book called Flavor Bombs, where you really, you know, uh, flavor it up a notch, and, and you give, it's usually, I think it's four different examples of after you've actually uh, grilled the, the product to to then really kick it up a notch if, if people like more flavor and they're called flavor bombs and, and you have those sections all along the way in the book. Right. I think that's because that's the way a lot of people like to grill these days is um, kind of master the main item, whether it's a steak or asparagus or um, potatoes or salmon fillets. And then, um, just mix up the way that you accompany or top those things. So asparagus is, is a great example. Um, we've got a, uh, an orange tarragon aioli, a sweet chili glaze, um, a Parmesan hot sauce, um, or just sieved eggs and capers. So these are really simple. I mean, you know, and the recipes are written in short little paragraphs, you know, 50 to 100 words. So once you've really done a great job grilling the asparagus, and I've got a whole section, kind of a Q&A in the front of that area of the book where it talks about kind of asparagus to buy, how to grill it, the right tools. So you cover all that, you're master at that, and then you've got options. Okay, well, tonight I want to do the, uh, the sweet chili glaze, and another night I want to do the orange tarragon aioli. It's just it's the way that I think a lot of people like to grill today. Well, and you also have tried to think of as much possibilities uh, 
for your reader in the book, you have a, a little question and answer, like like five question answers that, that you've tried to think that, that we would ask, and then you answer them for us along the way. And they're very smart. Uh, that they, they are questions that we would have, and you've probably heard over and over again, but they're just common sense that you have thought of those those ahead of time for us and then already pre-answered them for us along the way. So if, if when you're following along through these pictures and what Jamie is, is teaching through the technique, then he says, you know, you probably have a couple questions and, th- and this is probably them. And <laughs> then you answer them for us. So that, that, that was just genius. Well, I'm glad you liked that. Um, I have heard those questions for years, and so I, I, I knew what a lot of people were thinking. Um, so I wanted to get those questions and, more importantly, those answers in the book. I focused on 10 foods, you know, things like chicken breasts and salmon fillets and the asparagus and the ribeye steaks, stuff like that, the really popular stuff, and just went into some really um, not super complicated, but but just rich content related to that, including a little bit of food science, which I think is increasingly important. Some people really want to understand, you know, what's happening with the proteins and the fats and the carbohydrates and the conduction and the caramelization and all that. So there's there's that if, if you want it. But those 10 recipes for me create what I would hope to be kind of the foundation of somebody's grilling repertoire. If you can do those 10 recipes, you really are on your way to becoming what I call a barbecue genius. You know, the, the subtitle of the book is a step-by-step guide to barbecue genius. And what that means is you've gotten to a level of proficiency and comfort that you can do pretty much anything because those recipes include all the basic skills that you need, and you can apply those to other recipes. And to me, that's, that's where I'm going with this book you know, overall, is I'm really trying to empower people and make them more comfortable so they're really in charge of the fire as opposed to the fire being in charge of them, mm-hmm. and that they can produce something that they can serve to their friends and family and say, wow, I, I, I did that. You know, I, I, I just created an amazing meal for these people, and it wasn't that hard. I just followed the steps, and it worked. That's the goal. And, and people truly are impressed because we're, we're learning from just doing the basic hamburger hot dog grilling type of thing to you talk about pizza on the grill. And if, you know, you don't have to have, and a lot of people don't have the time, the money uh, to, or the room to put in a pizza oven, but you could do pizza on the grill and you talk about this. And if you haven't had pizza on the grill, you're really missing out because it, I mean, you would never want pizza any other way, really. And you would think, (laughs) how in the world do you put pizza on a grill? But I mean, when you show us through, through the ultimate grilling book, it, I mean, it's so simple and it's a flavor bomb in itself. And, something that people would really, really be impressed by seeing. It's not your average hot dog or hamburger or even steak. I mean, pizza on the grill is, you know, that will bring a crowd. That would definitely bring a crowd and create some memories. Um, Yeah, I want to encourage people who haven't tried it to to get in there and, and try it. You just need to get a little pizza stone, 
uh, that you can put on your grill. You can actually do it right on the grate. That's another whole story. But in this particular book, there's a recipe for doing it on a, a round piece of stone, which can actually sit right in the middle of your grill. There's some grills have an open spot for it, um, which makes it really handy. But even if you don't have that, you put the stone on the grill, you get it really hot. The key is to use indirect heat. Um, you don't want to have raging heat right underneath it because you might burn the underside of the crust. But if you've got good hot indirect heat, you can make your own dough or you can buy your own dough. There's a great recipe for homemade dough in the book. Um, but again, it all comes down to technique. It's understanding the right temperature, you know, when to put your toppings on, when is it done. Uh, and there's a classic um, margarita pizza with the tomato and the mozzarella and the basil. And then that's one of those 10 recipes that has a thorough Q&A section and then the flavor bomb. So there's a variation with mushrooms and garlic. There's a variation with artichokes and olives. There's a variation with asparagus and lemon, which is really, really good. And there's one with fontino and pesto. Again, you master the basic technique using the right tools, and now all kind of possibilities open up for you. So and you're right. It really is a stunner. People are like, wow, you're doing pizza on your grill? That is so cool. <laughs> Exactly. You're really speaking our language with those ingredients. And, and you talk about in the book having a fajita party, which is also really fun. You can also have a pizza party where people bring a topping. Everybody brings a topping and then you put them all out and then you make the pizza on the grill. And, and it's it's really fun. for And then everybody can go through and kind of make their own little pizzas, too. And then you can put them on the grill. It's just, I mean, from everything from pizza to fajitas, you have that tequila smoked salmon recipe that I cannot wait. I mean, salmon in the Pacific Northwest is like bread. I mean, we're just eating it all the time. We <laughs> cannot get enough salmon. And we're about to come into uh, the uh, the salmon run. The Copper River salmon run is going to be happening pretty soon. And every everywhere you go is going to be having salmon. So I cannot wait to try that. And then you even go into desserts with the banana splits with salted caramel sauce. I mean, oh, top, talk about what we really love, salted caramel. I'm sure there are people who don't like it, but I haven't met any of them. We all who? Love, who? All I, I haven't met, met them yet. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. And then they also have rubs and pastes and marinades and brines and sauces and dressings. And, and there's so much more. I mean, you really get a bang for your buck with this and it's going to be a go-to resource in homes and for grillers for it's going to be something that's going to last for a long 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 time probably throughout someone's whole life it'll be their go-to resource it's just one of those it's just one of those resources and one of those cookbooks that is is timeless and with Mother's Day and Father's Day, uh, graduations, birthdays coming up. I mean, I can't think of a better gift for them. And we used to delegate them into the backyard for the grilling, but I have been seeing and talking to so many more women now taking an interest and wanting to master the grill themselves. Are you seeing that as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, in my own house, <laughs> among my friends, <laughs> Uh, across the country, yeah, uh, it's we have to share our grills now, um, and I, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys, we were like, the garage in the backyard is yours, and we're like, ah, you know what, change that up. We also want the backyard now too. So. <laughs> 
Poor, <laughs> poor guys. <laughs> hey, fair enough. As long as the food turns out well, that's great. Exactly. Well, and, and you can really tap into your creativity side of your brain with this. Like you were saying, if you can, you know, learn those 10 points and, and master those 10 things, then you can sprout off from, from there and then get really creative on your own. And Jamie, you are so active on social media. I mean, you are very approachable. So if people have questions, you're on Facebook, uh, you have your website, uh, are, are you on Instagram and, and Twitter as well? I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I, I'm trying to reach <laughs> out. It's really important for me to, to connect with people and uh, because, as I said, I, I'm doing this for people so that they have a better time at the grill. And in order to do that, I, I need to know what their questions are and, you know, what their results are. So um, I, I promise I respond to everybody as soon as possible. So if you've got a question or just, a, you know, a thought, maybe a recipe idea, please reach out to me. Uh, Facebook, it's Chef Jamie Proviance. Uh, Instagram, it's just Jamie Proviance. Um, or you can go to the website, jamieproviance.com. Uh, I, I love connecting with, with people um, in person, but uh, also <laughs> over the Internet. So we'd love to hear from you. Well, uh, if you go to Jamie's website, which we have posted, and you can also find it on his Facebook page as well, you can find out if Jamie's going to be coming to a town uh, that you live in or a town near you or a city near you that, that you can get to him at. But if not, he's, like I said, you know, he's very, he's right there on social media. I've watched you, Jamie, for the past month or so, and you are very interactive with, with your uh, audience and your responding to their questions. And I've noticed that a lot of grillers, when they have a question, it's almost an emergency. And <laughs> they need to kind of know right now, it's like something's on the grill. Uh, what do I do? So the book came out yesterday. So I think it's going to also answer a lot of questions. So people aren't in that emergency state uh, as often, but if they are, Jamie's like he said, he answers as quick as he can, but Weber's Ultimate Grilling Cookbook is out now and it makes a wonderful gift. It's a fantastic resource, and we just want to congratulate you, Jamie, again on its success, as all of your cookbooks have been, and thank you for taking the time, because I know that you're very busy with the success of this cookbook, to take the time and come and talk to us here in, in the Pacific Northwest. Well, you are very, very welcome. It's been a pleasure, Lori. Uh, come back anytime you like. Uh, I wish you all a really wonderful grilling spring and summer. Great. Thank you, Jamie. And we will be right back. <laughs> 